Not home. Welcome back to Also Don't Call Me, Confessions of an Awkward Introvert. We're now on episode two and thank you to anyone that's already listened to the first episode. I had more listens than I thought I would. <laughs> but if you listened to the first one and you're still here, yay. If you haven't, you can go back and listen to that one if you'd like. It's funny, when I did this podcast I questioned whether I should let people that I know know about it. It's a strange one because it's a bit of a personal one and part of the thing that makes this easier is that I'm not really saying it to anyone in particular, like I'm, I'm just saying it. So I, I did wonder whether I should just leave it and whoever discovers it, discovers it. But I, in the end, I thought, you know, it'd be nice to have some people listen. It'd be nice to have a few followers that know me, even if they don't listen. So I already have a podcast with my cousin called Geekly Recap. It's a really good podcast. We have quite a few episodes. If you care to look for it, feel free. Geekly Recap. We had like a newsletter and I decided I would send like a little advert for this podcast to people that had already been following that one. And, you know, that obviously gets the attention of some people and including said cousin. The reason I bring this up is it made me realise that if you're lucky enough to have somebody in your life that you feel the most comfortable with, who is very similar to you, if you're lucky enough to have somebody like that, just communicate with them. Because if if nothing else, that person will get you. It doesn't matter if it's a parent, it doesn't matter if it's a sibling, family, friend, anything. The point is, is that it felt kind of good to hear from her because of this. We always say that we're like practically twins because we are very similar. People that kind of know us, both of us, I don't think see that so much because she is a lot more vocal, a bit more outgoing than I am. But when we're together, we are practically the same person. We have pretty much the same sort of thoughts. We're like those annoying twins where they say the thing at the same time. That kind of, (laughs) you know, and, you know, she's like 11 years younger than me. I've only had her in my life in, in the closer way for about maybe 13 years or so. So you could say, yeah, it's, it's blood and it's a bond that's there. But genuinely, like, obviously I have other family, but <laughs> but with her, it's like I genuinely see her as like a best friend as well. I don't feel like I have to hold back so much. And I'm just authentically me. And we just talk about all kinds of stuff. And it's so easy. It, it, it just flows. And we enjoy the same pathetic things. You know, we're the kind of people that we can hang out for a while and at the end of it, like, you know, I'm an introvert, man. I love being on my own. I value that time so much. But my cousin is like the one person who I genuinely am sad if we have to part. It's like I'm just talking to myself, but there's another person because she's like me, but better. She's like the new improved me. She's like the Tom Holland Spider-Man to my Andrew Garfield. (laughs) Spider-Man and by that I don't mean like some people probably prefer Andrew Garfield I'm not saying anything about that but uh if you had watched Spider-Man No Way Home you have to remember that he was like the one that was a bit like oh so yeah she's definitely and I would say she's the Tobey Maguire but 
you know, Tobey Maguire came first. So that's why I'm saying Tom Holland. She probably preferred to be the Tobey Maguire one, but you're the Tom Holland one, all right? Anyway, if you're an introvert and you're anything like me, where you do hold back and you withdraw sometimes, if there's one person that seriously will get you without judgment, just, you know, reach out. She made me smile. She's going to come over this weekend and we're going to do like a pre-Halloween sort of movie marathon sort of thing. It would have been Halloween weekend, but she has a social life, the bitch. So... What I wanted to do with this podcast is, because it's confessions, right? So I, I while I, I don't mind it being informative, because I'll learn too, it's not necessarily even meant to be a guide. I don't expect anyone to be listening to this and, and getting tips necessarily on like how to be a great introvert or anything like that, because man, I need help. But as I said in my other podcast, one size does not fit all with an introvert. One introvert's thoughts are not going to match everybody's. We're all different, but there are general things, a general consensus of things that introverts think and feel. Because I wanted this to stay as confessions, it's just about an introvert and the things they don't normally say out loud, maybe, that they will say here because no one can see them. So this isn't like a big thing, but it triggered things. The thing that happened this week was I took my mum to the hospital. One of the things I, I really like, but I also really don't like, is when you go to see some kind of medical professional and they have the audacity to be good looking like what's that about and I was not expecting this cute doctor to be there it's like my weakness he was exactly like my first crush ever was Michael J Fox this was back in the 80s and you know he's back then he was really like just this cute dreamy funny he was kind of adorable, but also you wanted to go out with him. You know what I mean? Like he was cute, but he was also cute. You know what I mean? He used that word for every definition of the word cute. Like on the one hand, you wanted to pinch his cheeks. And on the other hand, you wanted to pinch his other cheeks. Since then, because he was my first ever crush, I feel like that's always kind of been my weakness. Like that kind of guy, his general like aesthetic, and uh, which is getting into a problem when you get into your 40s because... You know, anyone that kind of looks like that is going to be younger. So this guy was clearly younger. I don't know by how much, but he just had the look. He just had the look. He was cute and he was cute. And seriously, that is like the biggest weakness I have. It's horrible. I could get over it. I could be into like Pedro Pascal. I could be into like trying to think of someone else that's really manly that I was into. Whatever, some manly actors. I think I'm over it, you know, like, oh, yeah, facial hair. Oh, yeah, hairy chest, whatever it is. And then suddenly I'll see a cute boy and I'll be like, oh, God. And the reason I bring this up is because if this was like one little appointment, you know, I don't know if I'll ever see this person again. So it's not a big deal. It's not. However, it is a big deal because it's me. This is something else you need to know. So like to give you some history of this lately, like for this year, pretty much, I haven't really been very sociable, which is depressing now when I think about it. But I've been all right with it all year for the most part. You know, I've gone and met up with a few people here and there and that's been nice, you know. But um, I was working at the contact centre and I left at the beginning of this year and it was a really hard time working there. It really did mess with me mentally because it was very exhausting. I'd worked there for about just over a year. I had gained so much weight since I started working there. It really wasn't helping. It really wasn't. 
And so when I left the job, I needed to focus on myself. I needed to bring myself back to a healthy place. I'd neglected myself. I neglected other people. I didn't really have much of a social life even then because I was so tired. You know, if you're an introvert like me, you know, and even people that like talking to people on the phone, I don't think you'd want to keep doing it all day long. So yeah, leaving that job, it was, it was amazing. I gave myself a break and I, and I didn't work. For a long time, I've only just really started to properly start looking, and that's because I just need some money. Otherwise, I'd be a lady of leisure forever <laughs> if I could. I realised, like, when I saw this guy, I'm like, oh my god, I haven't really looked at a new man in a long time. <laughs> that sounds so bad, but, like, I really haven't. Like, I realised, I was like, oh my god, I haven't been out, I haven't met any guy, I haven't looked and made any sort of, you know, aside from maybe, like, a delivery driver or something like that, but, like... And so I was like, so this is a bigger deal than it should be because I haven't actually witnessed another guy, like really, in front of me, especially not a good looking one. I started laughing at myself. I was like, well, this is what you're like. This is you. I have posted on my social media at also don't call me on Instagram, um, if you want to follow, where I asked about MBTI types, people who have done a personality quiz will will know what I'm talking about. There's like a personality test that was inspired by Carl Jung's uh, studies about introversion. People still do use it and there are different versions of it. There's one on a website called 16personalities.com that uses the MTBI sort of system but has kind of changed it to a different sort of model which I think goes into a lot of depth. Oh my god, it, I mean I can't speak for everyone who's ever done these, these tests. I, I recommend you do them. It's a free quiz if you do it. They um, basically give you loads of information about yourself. And seriously, it's so accurate. And the reason I bring it up is because I was I was recently asking other people, like, what what are they? You know, what what's your personality type when you do this quiz? And so I went back and looked at what mine was, because I'm INFP, which is for this one, uh, they call it uh, the mediator. The whole thing is me. It's so me, it hurts. But especially the romance page. I'm just going to go into a little bit of what it says about me in uh, relationships, which romantic relationships. And it basically says that INFPs are dreamers and idealists. We approach it with high expectations. We, we spend years daydreaming about this perfect relationship. And um, so, but the reality of dating actually comes of, of something of a shock because we have to grapple with this this question of if I want to be in a relationship, do I have to compromise my ideals? And we have these high expectations because we've daydreamed about this romantic thing. And when someone is in our lives, we have we compare it to that. We just we just do. And we romanticize things that shouldn't be romanticized. And I mean basically I read the whole thing, the whole page about romantic relationships and I cringed because it was just like, oh my God, this is so embarrassingly me. The thing is, it just goes back so far. It goes back so far. <laughs> and um, it did. This whole thing with this this doctor guy uh, just made me kind of look back at all of it. And then especially reading that INFP information, I was just like, I mean, there's got to be other introverts out there like me, right? <laughs> there's got to be other INFPs anyway that are like me. I'm really lousy with any sort of flirtation there's just no confidence when it comes to things like that I think you know some some girls are lucky and and they're just 
I don't know, there's something about them very early on. And maybe they just hear positive things by guys, you know, like, you know, her her eyes will be really beautiful and she'll get compliments about that or she'll have a really lovely smile or, or I don't know, she'll find that she just has this, this way, you know, she'll do something and guys do what she wants or I don't know. And they'll go, oh, so when I, when I say this or when I bat my eyelashes or I don't know, whatever they do, I've never had that. I've never had that. The only thing I ever heard growing up was when, because I, I developed, not really early, but my boobs were bigger than the average 12, 13 year old, I guess. And I'm quite short, so they're probably even more noticeable. That was it. And I don't really count that as a compliment because at that time, you're just, as a girl, you're just really insecure about things like that. You don't really want the focus on something that just kind of grew overnight and you have no control over and it's not a part of you. It's, I mean, it's a part of you physically, but it's hanging off you. <laughs> you know, it doesn't smile. It doesn't have charm. It doesn't have a personality. I mean, mine don't. And it kind of just made me feel like that was the only thing. That was like the only thing. And that could just, they could be on anyone. <laughs> the boobs could be on anybody. It was almost like, I swear I'd even heard people say that that was the only good thing about me you know, guys saying that. And it really does like, make you feel like you don't really have anything to offer. The only way I really ever knew how to communicate with guys was by talking about TV and movies. And that's because I grew up with my brother. And that's what we kind of talked about and my cousins and stuff. So that's how I communicate with guys. I don't know how to talk to them about anything else. I didn't. And I still kind of don't. When I got to the age where I could be around guys and hope that they like me, I didn't have anything to offer. I I knew I wasn't someone that caught anyone's attention. So I think that just kind of messed up with my confidence. So the only time I feel like I did nothing and got someone's attention was when I was 16. And I honestly did not know what to do with this information. (laughs) In fact, I didn't even believe the information that I was getting with my own eyes. I was on holiday. I really immediately thought, oh, wow. And I thought he's not going to be interested in me. But he seemed to take a bit of an interest. We had a mutual friend and, you know, he was asking my name, not to me. He was asking her, like, my name and and uh, he was asking some questions and she made us sit next to each other so that we could just have a conversation ourselves. But he was a little bit shy too, I guess. I think we both liked each other, but I didn't know. I mean, he was quite subtle and I just didn't know if I could believe it. I didn't want to give myself hope, which sounds really bad, but I didn't. And so nothing happened. I just got more and more miserable. I withdrew from the situation so that I wasn't around him. It was only when I finally told my my friend that I did like him that things kind of changed. And sometimes it's just good to tell people things, I think. Um, And we shouldn't hold back all the time. So please don't. If that's one thing I teach you is don't be like me. So she must have said something. She insists that he kind of said something to her first, but I don't know. But anyway, one day she was just like, you're coming to this you know, to the thing tonight. And I went with the idea that I was just going to enjoy myself. And then I saw him and, and he was like, oh, there you are. You know, like he hadn't seen me in a while, which is true because he hadn't. And, uh, and then he asked me to slow dance. And for the, the last few nights, because we weren't there for that much longer, I got to slow dance with him and it was really nice. And we didn't really still talk too much. I was so shy and I, I just, I didn't know what to say. And I mean, I was way worse <laughs> than, than I am now. And um, 
but he liked me. And I, I mean, if it's true, he liked me. And I felt so happy, but nothing happened. So I was really sad. And yeah, that was ages ago. And I've, I've never seen him again. And yeah, but anyway, I think about that every now and then, just because I wonder what could have been if I'd just shown that I liked him. But it's so hard. It, it's as an introvert, it's not an easy thing to do because it's just not in our nature to be that kind of flirty or anything. And unfortunately, if obviously you've also dealt with things like knocks to your confidence and and you just don't really think too much of yourself, it it can be really hard to see other people see something about you. You know what I mean? Because you don't see it. That's one of my big regrets. You know, I, I I feel like if there was a time I could time travel back to, that would be it. I think that's like my number one thing I travel back to if I could and and do it differently because you just don't know what could have happened in life. It's like very sliding doors, you know, who knows? Maybe nothing would have changed, but maybe it would have really, as far as him, maybe nothing would have changed, but maybe it would have made the way I see myself. Maybe it would have been different. And it's lack of experience that I feel keeps me in a bit of a rut sometimes. You know, it's very easy for other people to say, well, you need to put yourself out there. I have, you know, when you like someone, I don't just put my, I don't go to a bar and go, I'm going to stand here and pose and hope someone comes over. That's just not me. But, you know, when I have liked people since then, I've tried, man. I've tried without seeming really desperate, you know, because you don't want to come off as too strong either. So I'm still subtle and I still try and connect, you know, that's still a thing. There's no one taking the bait. And um, people don't believe me. They think that I'm just being really picky or, People just don't seem to believe that maybe a girl can struggle like that. You know, it's very common in fiction as well that guys have a problem meeting women. You know, women just have to be there and a man has to like try and get her attention and, and oh, look how awkward it is because he's just so rubbish and, and oh, he's coming off too strong or, or, you know, oh, he's desperate or, oh, he's a loser. I don't know, whatever. And the girl just has to exist. That's not how it is. Or at least that's not how it is in my life. And I hope that, you know, if if you're like me and similar, then I hope you feel less alone. Because I think there's quite a lot of us. We just don't say it out loud. So I looked into you know, introverts and romance and dating and flirting and all of those things. And I found something called minimal dating. That is when a man or a woman has significantly fewer dates or romantic partners than they would prefer. And it can cause some form of psychological distress. It doesn't assume that there's a normal amount of social interaction that people should be compared to. It just asks the question of a satisfaction with your love life. And it can be made worse by mental illness. Some people who do struggle um, forming relationships, they might have, you know, social anxiety or social phobia, which apparently can be treated. Another mental illness that can lead to minimal dating is avoidant personality disorder. That means like um, social inhibition and fear of rejection, depression as well. That's that can that can lead to being a minimal data. It could be a product of Asperger's syndrome. There's not a lot of research about minimal dating. So I think one of the biggest problems when it comes to 
meeting new people or being able to move it to the next step. Maybe just they don't get that we're interested because I definitely believe that I try really hard not to seem really desperate or overly keen and that can make it actually seem like I'm not interested at all. And, you know, I I do have a tendency to put up walls, but that's a whole other thing. Maybe I can, I can't really help any introverts out here, except maybe they can feel less alone or less like a loser because they just heard me go on. But I can also help extroverts or, you know, non-introverts look out for the signs that someone who is an introvert likes you, because I know for a fact that we are not as obvious as we like to think we are. One of the things that an introvert will do is open up to you. We don't open up to just anybody. You know, we're private. We do like to kind of protect ourselves a little bit. So it takes a lot out of us to open up. If someone you know isn't very um, vocal, maybe doesn't really talk about themselves in groups and stuff, and they tell you something about themselves, they either really trust you as a friend or they're interested in you. Because we really do want to build a connection. Another thing an introvert can do is tell you what they're thinking as well. It's not just things in their life or, oh, I like doing this or whatever. It will be things that they're thinking, you know, stuff that they might be worried about. They'll tell you when they're uncomfortable. You know, I don't go around telling everybody how I think or how I feel all the time. But if I like them and I feel comfortable around them, then I will tell them. Another thing is a well-known thing that flirting involves sometimes touching, you know, touching the arm, touching the shoulder, things like that. We're not that comfortable doing that with people, okay? So if we do, if we are actually touching you, then we like you, man. We like you. We're more likely as introverts to message you about stuff that you've talked about. So for example, um, say you said, oh, I'm going to go and um, I've got this interview, whatever, tomorrow. That introvert will think about you and they will message you to wish you good luck. Or, you know, they'll see something online, like, I don't know, you guys talked about a film or something like that. Now, when they see something that makes them think of you, which is probably breathing will make them think of you, but it also could be that, you know, they actually just come across, I don't know, a film that you like, or maybe there's going to be an event around the film, or some new merch has come out, or I don't know, whatever it is. They will send you that. They will show you that they're thinking of you, even though you're not next to each other at that time I've done that plenty of times because I am thinking about them all the time anyway so you know if I see something they're the first person I want to let know introverts are really creative people and they don't kind of show their stuff to people all the time so if they do show you I mean that's they're pouring their heart out man they're they're telling you things that they just don't feel comfortable telling everybody and take notice so I don't know if that's helped anybody But if there's an introvert in your life, and trust me, an introvert isn't hard to spot. (laughs) We're very quiet, but I think that is the thing that's easy to spot, really. So if there's an introvert in your life and they're doing any of those things, if you're not friendly enough, like if you're not actual friends, you know, like proper actual friends that hang out all the day long and, you know, and all of that. If there's someone that you talk to every now and then, they're a bit quiet, then pay attention. I think they might like you. Now, the only thing to think about is, do you like them? If you don't like them, don't break their heart. You know, it's it's better to just be clear. And I don't know the best way to be clear, but don't give them mixed signals. It's easier for an introvert to move on if you just make it clear, but in the most respectful way you can. 
I was trying to think if there's been an experience like that where that's happened and it hasn't. <laughs> I hope that me opening up has made anyone who kind of feels like me feel a bit better just because they're not alone. I don't I don't claim that I'm going to fix anyone's life or or anything like that. And to be honest, I probably just depressed myself and nothing else. But <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. The whole point of this is just so people don't feel so alone, really. Because as I said, you know, introverts want to be alone. We don't want to feel it. And um, if I've helped any, like even one person feel a bit better about themselves, then I'm happy that I've done that. Well, thank you for listening if you have until now. I really appreciate you if you stuck around to the end. Um, I don't know what next week's one will be about. Whatever you think about my podcast, I hope that you want to reach out to me. I'm always interested in seeing what people think, especially if you've got questions or if you have tips or if you just want to, I don't know, talk about yourself a little bit as well. You don't have to do it publicly. I mean, you can if you want. You can always private message me on Instagram at also don't call me. You can also go to my website also don't call me.weebly.com where you can contact me or you could reply to my blog post there as well. So yeah, whatever you want. If you are keen on that whole like you're like, what was that whole like INFP stuff? What am I? And you have never done it, I recommend there are probably paid versions, but there's a free one, not to promote them, but 16personalities.com where uh, it's a nice, very detailed result that they give you. And I just, I'm just interested in seeing if you agree. And this isn't about being an introvert. It's about anyone. So it will tell you about your extroversion as well, if that's what you are. Anyway, I shall leave you guys to it. Have a great weekend. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Not home. No, no, leave me alone. <laughs>